Vicious. Hello and welcome to the New York Talk. This is the Rodney United podcast. And it's their loss. It's not very often this season, um, but we have a lot to talk about and there's, there's plenty to unpack to be honest with you. Uh, we'll try and keep it as upbeat and as positive as possible, but I uh, I hold no guarantees on that one. Um, we have <laughs> Danny is back with us. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. I just want to apologise in advance if we run over and uh, we disrupt Peaky Blinders, because like Matt says, we do have a lot to unpack this evening. Yeah, I suspect it will go. Make sure if you... Just warning now, put Peaky Blinders on record, because we are going to go over uh, over the hour tonight. Uh, will Daniels is back with us. Thank you for joining us, Will. Hello. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while, hasn't it? But uh, yeah, must, yeah. Have, uh, must have done something decent to uh, get an invite. <laughs> Uh, it's, the Shrew- it's the clip from the Shrewsbury bus, Will. That's why we've brought you back. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And we have the birthday boy, Michael. Thank you for joining us, Rick, on your special day. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been uh, it's been a very busy day. Has it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're, we're going to sing happy birthday to you, but... Well after all, after yesterday, the last thing everyone needs is bringing down a few more pegs into our singing. So <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. I haven't my singing. I've not heard either Daniel Royal singing. Maybe brilliant singers. Uh, yeah, don't listen to my singing. <laughs> the, the cat dying will be more uh, audible for your ears than my singing. But anyway, raise a drink to make happy birthday, Mick. Happy birthday, Mick. Thank you. Um, that's the good news. Uh, the show done. Uh, let's move on to yesterday. Well, how is it good Saturday? news? How is that good I mean, news? It's my birthdays yeah. are normally good news, aren't they? Yeah, they might be. Yeah, but <laughs> not every day you're 21, mate. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's very true. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. For about 45 minutes yesterday, for longer than that, we were all but promoted, and then <laughs> it all started to go wrong. Um, 2 1 lost um, MK Dons in what was the biggest game of the season. Fluffed our chance last year to go 13 points clear with 10 games left. Now, seven points clear with 10 games left. Um, and MK Dons do play midweek in the league while we don't, so we'll come on to league standings later on. Um, Mick, it was really frustrating because I thought first half I tweeted out from the New York Talk account at half time saying it was so comfortable. And at first half, we, we sussed them out, we pressed them to death. They, they weren't really hurting us other than a counter-attack here and there. Um, we looked like at times we were toying with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that hurt us. The fact we were doing that hurt us. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, I said to you about 10 minutes after the penalty went in that we, we need to kill them off now. Uh, they were rattled. Um, Lewington got himself booked with his mouth. Um, you know, and, and they were rattled. And we just did not, we didn't kill them off and we should have done. We needed to do, we needed that ruthless streak uh, that we had earlier in the season and it's not there at the moment. Uh, But I think I also said to you at the beginning of the game, we look nervous and I thought we did. Mm. Uh, I thought we were nervous throughout the game. Um, Maybe the game's been built up a little bit too much, I don't know. But 
Um, well, he's had him in. He had him in an hour after oh, after the yeah. final whistle, something like that. Uh, there'll have been a few few home truths spoken, and I suspect that we might see a very very different team next week. Uh, a very very different performance. I think. I mean, it's been said on social media over the last sort of twenty four hours. This has been coming, and it has been coming. It's been coming for a while now. So now is perhaps a very good time for it to happen. It could have been done against another side, perhaps. Uh, we could have perhaps done with losing to Shrewsbury, quite honestly. But anyway, that is what it is, <laughs> isn't it? But um, I, what I would say to you is that if in August, I'd have said, right, we've got 10 games to go and we're seven points clear of third, will you take it? I think you'd have snatched both hands off, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, there was changes at the start of the game. Uh, the midfield three basically went back to normal. Uh, Barlasser, Rathbone and Wiles. Um, Woody came out and Matic... Did Matic come in? Matic came in for him essentially, didn't mm. he? And then yeah. Wes Harding moved back to the centre while Chio moved back to the right. Ferguson came on the left as well. Um, and it felt, well, that, you know, that's our almost our Other than Woody and maybe, maybe Reg... Basically, our strongest level. I, we I was quite happy, quite confident, um, and it were all right the first half. It were it went amazing, but we were a better team for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, against a side like MK Dons, you need mobility in your back line, yeah. uh, and I think that's probably why Woody didn't take part in the game. Um, after a minute or so, when Troy Parrott went through on goal um, and obviously missed his one on one, I were a little bit concerned uh, about the leadership at the back and, and the communication, um, which obviously reared its head uh, for the first goal, um, and I guess for the second as well, to some extent. Um, but overall, we picked, I thought, the right side on the day. And certainly for the first half, it, it worked really, really well. The, the problem for us was when uh, MK then changed tactically um, to suit the game situation and, and sadly... We didn't deal very well with that. No, we didn't. Um, let's talk let's, again. There's some positive. There is some positive news. Dan Barlasser with I, I can't I can't remember any goals he's got this season, Danny. But goal just three or four days after his son's been born. Um, I know he didn't win the game, but still, a, I imagine a special moment for him. Yeah, I think so. And his uh, his missus tweeted out a picture of. Um, their baby watching the game and it's like bless him he's learning how Rotherham operate really well his dad scored and then we bottle it starting him young well done Jade um, but yeah yeah typical bar that's a penalty he went for the power straight down the middle and keeper stood no chance to be fair um, penalty, it was a penalty despite what MK's admin thought what? Um, <laughs> yeah, they're meant to be about going, oh, you're falling in the box like he's hurt. It's like, mate, he, he shoved him to the floor and he looked like a man. It, it's a red card. But it looks like we needed the tissues in the press room after the game and not their admin, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think well, Lester had an all good game. Um, I think, I, I, don't, I don't know, it, it, it's part of the, the pack that looks a little bit jaded and fatigued, you know, because we brought him off after... 60 odd minutes, yeah, 60 yeah. 70 odd minutes. Um, and, and I do think it's just tiredness now. I think we've played a lot of games over the last month, a couple months. Um, and I think it is just starting to show now. So I think the rest on Wednesday is needed. But great day for 
for the Barlasser household. I think I think we were all screaming at the telly when when he scored the penalty, weren't they? <laughs> mm. Especially Alison. I, I think Alison were doing laps around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, let's go through some comments. Stoner's only here for mixed rant. She's got the popcorn ready. <laughs> I just don't know what the rant's going to be about. We may get one. Um, Andrew Kelly's with us. Thank you for joining us. Jay Boy with a good one. But we deserve to lose. Last time I saw it actually play well was it switch away, which was some time ago now. Um, yeah, uh, Jamie, don't mind losing this performance. That's frustrating. Icky should be screaming at his defense to push out for the first goal. Played him on side, and uh, the bar wanting the foul, no communication. Um, lost, lost to unpack, lots and lots to unpack. Make, let's go, let's fast forward to the first goal from M MK Dons. We're, back, we're going to go back and forth on all topics. Hmm. Um, I thought it was offside. Now, the, the, the replays don't really tell you because of how the frames are, but I was absolutely convinced that it was offside. It wouldn't have made any difference, would it? It could, it could have been stood on goal line at lines and wouldn't have get it. <laughs> I mean, if, if Donna wants a rant, we'll talk about him. I think it was offside. My view is it was offside. Yeah. I've no evidence. You can't see it from the TV replays and everything else. Um, but I'm basing that on the fact that, one, I thought it was offside, and two, in the second half, that same, very same linesman had the opportunity to give an offside where the offside player was literally within touching distance of him, literally within touching distance of him, and clearly offside and failed to give it. Wow. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. He was two, two or three yards, probably two yards behind the last man. And literally the linesman could have put his arm out and touched him on the shoulder mm. and didn't give it. So I would suggest he would probably offside. It doesn't make any difference at the end of the day, does it? It makes no difference at all because we've got to defend better. Uh, it's, that's the bottom line. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not going to moan and say that we lost because of, you know, a, a Gavin Ward type decision. We didn't. We lost because we didn't defend well enough. Um, so, but yeah, there is, there is a suspicion he were off, but go to better. Yeah. Michael Fairbank uh, suggests that Chi may have been playing Ronnie and Bradley said he was in line, not if side. I was in line with the main stand valid goal. If it was, fair enough. Fair enough. If it was, yeah. there's, big, there's big questions to be had. Um, but Donald London's on your side, Mick. 100 percent outside. Yeah, I, like I said, you know, it, it's difficult to tell, and it you know you can't you can't look it you can't watch it back because of um, because the, the the replay doesn't show it, and we we weren't in line with it. So you know, I'll take on board what people have said, um, but I, I you know if the linesman told me it were onside, then I won't believe him. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't. No, I know you mean no. Um. And that was, it was obviously goals change games will, and that's a really obvious thing to say for anyone who doesn't watch football. It, it really sounds really obvious, but that, th that 60 seconds, 90 seconds after that goal went in, it almost felt inevitable they were going to score. And I know, but I feel a bit sorry for Barlas. He does get caught on ball once or twice. He just, it's just punished us. And that's what, if, if, we, if we're looking to get promoted, this is what's going to happen last season. We've got to get a bit more wiser to if somebody loses it, yeah, he should have lost it, but we've got to do better after that. For sure. I mean, just nipping back to the previous point that you made, Mick, yeah, I completely agree that, you know, um, in terms of the offside, one way or another, I thought you were onside, personally. Mm -hmm. um, but you've got to defend that so, so yeah. much better. And yeah, yeah. for those five minutes there, it felt like I was watching a Rotherham United side in the Championship, where mm -hmm. we have a dodgy moment, and then for mm -hmm. five minutes, we completely fall apart. And that was the most disappointing thing for me. I guess... My biggest question really on that is Harry Darling is the guy that scores the first goal there. Um, mm. 
why is Ben Wiles mocking Harry Darling? Should that not be a centre-back? Mm-hmm. I, I would question yeah. that from my perspective because he is someone that wins a lot of headers for MK in those situations. So I think personally we were set, we were set up incorrectly, but that's my opinion and I'm entitled to that. In terms of the second goal, first and foremost, Dan needs to get a shout from Icky or from a surrounding player to say that there's a man on. He doesn't get that. He should get rid of it, but he doesn't. And then the defending from there is nothing short of shambolic, to be honest, um, putting it politely. And we got all we deserved. It were a, a great finish from, from Moisa. Mm. Good yeah. player, him. Yeah, yeah he's a, a really good player, that lad. Yeah. And this is why I say these are not the championship team. They may well they still will may well go up, but they have some championship quality players. They'll punish you for those mistakes. Uh and that's what we knew was gonna happen. And I suppose very many mistakes we've made over the last few weeks. It's quite an almost inevitable. Um there's questions over the defense, Danny. I know MK does didn't have many chances, but whenever they got us, we looked dodgy. We'll mention the chance after a minute or whatever it was. Um, and the, the two goals and another incident or two. It was really strange. It would look like they'd not played together. This is <laughs> up until four games ago, we were saying he were contender for player at season and was playing like he didn't really know his position very well. And I didn't think Matic had his best game at all. Harding was fairly solid individually, but as a three man unit, it didn't work. Now, the obvious question is why didn't Richard Wood play? But. Mm. I don't think he played in the reverse fixture, and we were brilliant. And I think Will's right in what he said with the mobility was key against teams like that, but that it's down to the three guys on the pitch. And I don't understand where that performance has come from, really. Yeah, like Will says, the mobility didn't call for Richard Wood in the back line, but in terms of how the uh, the how they were as a cohesive unit, we did need Woody organising them and keeping them and, and effectively marshalling them as a defensive line. And we didn't have that in... MK have, have smelt have smelt the blood of that and then exploited it. But over the last few games, our defence has been a little bit wobbly. We've not conceded, but in terms of letting chances pass them, we have been a little bit wobbly. It's like at Plymouth we were a bit wobbly and somehow didn't concede, thanks in part to the heroics of Josh Vickers. Same with Shrewsbury. How we didn't concede against Shrewsbury, I do not know. Again, down to Josh Vickers and the post. Whereas today... We've come up against a team with a real quality front line and they've effectively pulled the pants down, gone through us and scored twice with 10 men, which I think is a stressing point. 10 men, MK Dons, outplayed 11-man Rotherham. And to be to be perfectly honest, I thought MK Dons had an extra man on the pitch. I actually counted their players a few times like, has, actually, has one of them been sent off? Or have they just brought somebody on and no one's noticed? You know, and... They absolutely outclassed our back line. And, I mean, this is one of the best defences in England we're talking about. They've completely pulled pants down and gone through us. And I think it's down to the cohesion between the three of them, which, again, called for Richard Wood marshalling them. But, I don't know. I don't know. A few people said it were coming. I mean, yeah, I see the point. But I think the way that we've lost sort of embarrassed ourselves a little bit, if that makes sense. Just mm. just a couple of points on that, if I may. So, in terms of the performance and the fact that we've conceded two goals, I don't think we can be completely surprised by what's happened yesterday because for a long time we've been giving up a lot of chances to a lot of sides mm. and MK are a good enough side to be able to take those chances. For me, the issue in the defence is concentration. It seems mm. little, little lapses here and there. 
uh, and the yeah. things that are costing us. It's and it's to be honest, it's probably down to the schedule. It's probably down to the yeah. fact that Michael Hecke has played pretty much every game of the season so far. Mm. Uh, And mentally, that is so difficult to do. And, you know, I I couldn't do it. So, you know, Mm. hats off him to be able to do it. Um, And now having Reg coming back into that back line, Woody as well, um, is really going to help, I think, just just freshen it from a mental perspective. But um, that was the the concern and and why I think yesterday probably happened. Just a couple of laps in concentration and against quality opposition, sadly, you get punished. And that's what happened for five minutes yesterday. Yeah, yeah. same thing happened against Shrewsbury, to be fair. When their absolute thunderous strike hit the post, it was that concentration thing of not pushing out straight away, just that little holding back, if that makes sense. Like, we're not out to win the ball straight away. It's like, oh, ball's gone. We can, you know, sit back a little bit. But it's that, like you say, Will, it's that mental concentration. And to keep up for a season is effectively inhuman. You know, that's yeah. something that the best of the best do. But... I think that's why Wednesday can't come soon enough. It just gives everybody a little bit of a rest and mental switch off from the game at hand and might even help Icky out, um, regain his concentration as well. Yeah. It, it, it strikes me a bit strange as well, and this is down to fitness levels and illness levels in the midweek, but it seems a bit strange. This game would fail to make up if Angus McDonald could have managed 90 minutes. This game would have suited Angus McDonald better than Tuesday night. Emu and MK Dons are a much better team. The concentration levels have got to be there, which for the most part, when Angus has been on the pitch, they are there. That feels like a much more sensible... You've got Wes Arden, who is not a natural centre-back, and Joe Matic, who is not a natural centre-back, with Icky in the middle of who's played a 1,000 million minutes this this month. I'm not necessarily sure that, that they've got the, the minutes right the right way around for Angus. I accept he can't play two games in short days at the minute. I accept that. Mm. That's fine. But I feel like this game would have suited him better than Matic makes it. Again, Matic was okay and he was fine, but we needed the defence, like the constraints to be, to be stepped up and that level of experience in that position, I think, would have helped Icky out, would have helped Ebdia Easier said than done. Yeah, I think it would. Um, I, I I love Joe Matic. I think he's brilliant. He's been a fantastic servant to our club. However, I think the switch up from um, left-back, left-wing-back to, to left-sided centre-half, um, he's not made that switch yet. Um, he's good enough, and, and and you know he's experienced enough to do that. But his, his positioning at times leaves a lot to be desired. Um, there were a couple of times, certainly that that chance in the first minute came down that side because he was out of position. Um, I think I said to you sometime at first half, what's he, what's uh, Joe Matic doing across there? Some, somewhere just behind Chio, right hand side, putting in a challenge. Um, the the goal, the first goal came from a position really where that left-sided centre-back should have been. So I'm not pulling... Listen, I'm not having a pop at Joe Matic. I'm not because he's a he's a cracking footballer, absolute great servant to the club. But I, I wonder whether the experience of Angus McDonald would have been a better call with hindsight. I wonder That's if that would it. have been a better call. Um, and if, you know, if, if, if we all had hindsight, then we'd all be managing... Premier League champions, wouldn't we? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, very, very frustrating. But if that chance goes in first half, we'll just for 44 minutes from Freddie Lidapo, if the air shot goes in, we are, we're talking different game. That, that It could have gone on to more. It, it just needed one more chance to go away and, and put them to bed. 
Yeah, I mean, if if you look at tactically what was happening in that situation, as Mick mentioned, uh, Lewington had, had got himself a yellow card needlessly. Um, and Scott Twine is a player that is, does not like going towards his uh, his own goal. So there was space in behind for Chio, um, you know, up against Lewington to cause a lot of problems. And Ben Wiles has, has wonderful ball uh, through in between uh, Lewington and the, the centre-back causes, causes issues and... Benny squared it to, to Freddie and sadly he's not been able to to make contact with the ball. And, you know, it's those key, key moments that that didn't go for us yesterday. I think if we go into half-time 2-0 up, um, it's a very, very different game. And that's what we needed to do. We gave them the opportunity to, to get into half-time, regroup, change the shape, which they did. Um, and, you know, unfortunately that, that didn't go in and that was... One of the key uh, key disappointments from yesterday. Yeah, and it's even more frustrating today because we sussed them out. Sussed them out is I think we did it pre-game. We pressed them. They did what we thought they might have not done, and they continued to play around the back. And we really did suffocate them at times. We put them under so much pressure, and that from a, again from our from a positive point of view was brilliant. We were so good at him. It didn't result to many calls other than the one. But that was a really positive way for us to set up. And I, I enjoyed watching that part of the game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think um, the way the way MK were knocking it round the bag, like like we said on the podcast, it suits the way we press, we high press. Mm. Um, but that the way that they played almost, well, it, well, it did it change second half. It changed to a, a very aggressive style of football that, mm. I think the thing, that's the thing that's it is. It's like, oh, wow, this is a different team. They're going for it with 10 men. And then first goal was in, rattled us. Second goal, that's that's the thing that stunned us. And it took us until probably 75 minutes to mount, to mount a really serious attack after that. Um, but going back to Freddie, he's turning into Mr Sitter, isn't he? <laughs> you know, because there's been a few times this season where the ball has been played expertly by Chio or by Wiles or whoever, and he swung his left leg at it and nothing's happened. He's kicked fresh air. If he, if he takes it with his right foot, it's, it's nine out of ten times it's a goal. But when he puts it onto his left foot, it's a bit, you know, I, I don't know if it was this season or season or or whatever, but there was a ball that was played across a six-yard box and he swung it and it, I think it were either to equalise or to score winner. Uh, it might have been against yeah. against Crew, maybe. That's um, guy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, it, it, I, I don't know, with Freddie, he's, he's, been, he's been in a really good vein of form. Over the last month, he were our top scorer. But it's coming to this month, swung his leg at it, and you know, if, if it wasn't for the injury, I don't know how they, they'd set up with him. It's like, would that be a knock to his confidence anyway? Because he's swung and he's missed, you know. Because Freddie's one of them players where he hits a fantastic vein of form and then goes missing for a little bit. But yeah. it's very unfortunate with his injury, though. However, we could see a bit more of Georgie Kelly if he's ready because yeah. the front line will now be Smith and KO'd, won't it? Yeah, yeah I said so. Uh, Jerry, Jillian Simpson asks, what's the Freddie injury? Sounds like a quad injury um, mm. from Paul Davis' article. He's going for a scan on Monday. Uh, Warren expects two weeks. There, thereabouts, anyway. Um, yeah. Let us move on to some substitutions, because we always love talking about substitutions. Um, Make the flow, yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, through, obviously made three substitutions. The first one was Shane Ferguson for side 2-2, two, two, and... More positive for me, Mick. I thought this was his comfortably his best performance for the club. He was he was a little bit like Chio, but the end product was was poor. 
poorer. Uh, it was very direct. He's, he showed his pace. It makes it very difficult for defenders going at him. And I don't think Ferguson was terrible. As it turns out, Ferguson was the one that had been ill all week. So that's why, that's why he came off so early. But aside Tutu, I was very impressed with him for what he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a promising player, isn't he? He's still got a lot of work to do, though, in my view. Um, he's sure. great going forward there, without a doubt. You know, his pace and he takes, a player, takes players on challenges them by running at them and into the box, you know, really creates problems for him. And he's, yeah, his final ball is not great at the moment, but I put that possibly down to more of a lack of fitness more than anything else. Um, my concern with him is that within that, in that last, when he swapped over to the right-hand side after Bowler had come on, uh, we got a better view of him and, and, and he's, he's positioning, you know, we play the ball across the back, trying to, trying to find that opening and he's positioning He's, he's, he's too far up the pitch or he's too close to the defender. He's, he's, he's just not in the right position to receive that ball off one of the centre-backs. Now, I don't know whether that's... I don't know what that is. I don't know whether that's a bit of naivety, whether it's it's just a lack of fit. I don't know, lack of fitness or what, but um, I felt his positioning was poor. And, and I've noticed that a couple of times before. And, but to be fair, Chio was... was Maybe that's just the way they're playing. You know where they're told to, to, to position themselves because Chio, I thought, felt was not whilst in a lot of space, was not really in a position to receive a pass. I don't know whether that makes sense or not, but it, it, yeah, he's a good player. He's fast. He's quick, direct, but he needs to work on his position and his defensive duties a bit more. But he's a, he's a real big promise, promising prospect. Mm. Yeah, is improving, which is what we want. He needs to keep improving, improving. I suspect we might see him on Wednesday, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, the second sub brought JJ on for Dan Barlasser. Uh, now, we changed formation, which we don't normally do, to be honest with you. We went 3 4 3. And I am not a fan of when we change formation. I think it, it sets us into a panic. We were already panicking, as it were. And I feel whenever we change formation, uh, it's especially to two, only two central midfielders and three strikers, it just feels like we're panicking. It doesn't strike. Panicking the opposition, it, it doesn't feel settled. Uh, Will and I thought that Barlasa would have been a good guy to keep on because he could have tried to lock those balls in midfield. We then stopped playing through the middle whilst also not playing out wide at the same time. It was a really strange 15 20 minutes at the end. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we didn't really play through the middle at all throughout that second half. Um, and to be honest, I understood the sub substitution because. Um, an extra striker on the pitch, get a ball into the box, you've got an extra person attacking the ball. Um, the disappointment for me was the quality into the box throughout the first and the second half simply wasn't good enough um, to how we want to play. We actually only put 28 crosses into the box yesterday, which is one of our lowest numbers, I think. Um, so it sort of, it felt like we were going against what we were trying to do. Um, and, I mean, a lot of credit to to MK for for stopping us from playing that way as well. I thought that they second half managed the game really, really well. And you know, Mick, you were talking about the position of Osei two two and Nog Benny at times. One thing that they needed to do was get into half time and then and then change the shape. So they went from a three four two into a four four one, which then meant that they were able to get more bodies out wide. Um, and they stopped that that wide threat that we had. We then didn't use the middle when we had the extra man, which was disappointing for me. But also they dropped 10 yards as well. So any space that we had in behind uh, the full bikes just 
was non-existent. So, listen, they managed the game really well, um, you know, and we didn't react enough. Um, mm. But, yeah, it, it's really difficult when you've got a team that are down to 10 men um, that sit that sit 10 men behind the ball. And, you know, we didn't really move the ball quick enough, if if I'm being critical. Um, so slow on it. Enough of issues. Mm. Enough issues. Mm. Yeah, and Lee McGuire points out too much keeping possession and not confident enough to run or even push forward. No good putting through strikes if you're not getting the service, like you yeah. mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, slow, laboured. They just it was just from side to side. And this is again, as football fans, you know, if you move from side to side quickly, it disrupts their their space and things like that. And it, we were doing the opposite of that. Just it was so slow, Danny and. I can't. It's one of those things that is you will see happen on a, not on a regular basis, but in football it happens. And you sit there watching it. We, we watch other teams do this. I think you know doing it slowly is not going to work. I know you're looking for the gaps, but if you're doing it that slowly, you're not going to get what you want <clears> to do. So why aren't you doing something a bit different? I know you talk about management, but this has got to be a little bit on the players, I suppose, more than Warner that they've got to realise you need to change, speed it up a bit. Go, 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 go. Like if yeah. you were telling him to. Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> at times it was like watching Cha Cha slide because he slide it right and then slide it left or <laughs> MK10. And it was like, just move the ball quicker. I mean, it could be down to fatigue, tiredness, or whatever. But I think some credit does have to go to MK Dons. When they mm. went down to 10 men, especially in the second half, they closed ranks very, very quickly in that 4 4 1 formation. And every time we got the ball in our back line, you saw the two rows of four. Uh, in, in the midfield of the defence and they just closed ranks and just stopped effectively us playing into space and it didn't help that we were knocking the ball about very slowly but they just put two brick walls in front of us effectively and suffocated our way of playing through the middle which like we've said we didn't really do anyway but also playing it out wide when it out, went out wide you've got the wide midfielder and the wide defender straight on that attacker and it and it was just we we suffocated sort of the way they played in the first half, but they did the same towards the second half with ten men. Yeah. And like Will says, they changed the formation and very very efficiently changed the game. Two minutes of madness, and it were enough for them. And then we were on the back foot. And I think bringing the three uh, the extra striker on was kitchen kitchen sink football from us. It's it's say uh, put another attacker on. And then we've got, like we say, another attacking player going for the ball and, and going for going for the goal. Um, I was, the only thing that impressed me was Chio playing in in a front line like he does for Ireland. That mm. that was interesting to see. A little bit more composure on the ball, and he could have made it two two. Um, but in terms of the way we've operated throughout the season, to suddenly shift formation to a style that we're not really used to was something that did remind me of kitchen sink football just lump it forward try and get a goal you know rather than sticking to a strength which mk took away from us anyway you know so M mk mk are a good side they've played us off the park and all i can say is fair play to them just don't do it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got to use as a wake-up call we've got to uh, and i'm sure we will come on to that in a minute cal briggs and make this one for you i think bowling decent for the short time he was on uh, mm. I thought it was one of the few that put some really good crosses there, and their keeper was very good at coming out to collect those crosses. Mm. I think that's maybe stopped us a little bit. But every time we've seen Bowler, yeah, I accept it. He's got his limitations, but I like Bowler. He's got some. Oh, it's not, there's no doubt he's got something. I, and, and you say he's got his limitations. Yeah, he's not as fast as Chio or Tutu. That, that's his limitation. 
Um, he is a good, good prospect. I really like him. I'm, I'm really pleased we've got him on a permanent deal. He can put a ball in box, that lad. Um, you know, he's Mikel Miller-esque in terms of his crossing ability. Um, so, yeah, he, he impressed, he, he's impressed me every time he's played. I know he's a bit raw and I know he's young and everything else. So, he's, he's got a lot of work to do um, to, to, to really get up to speed. But once he is up to speed, I think he's going to be a quality acquisition, that lad. Absolutely. Um one thing I would say I would have I, I was absolutely desperate for two two to score the uh, score the equaliser yesterday, you know just so I could listen to commentary afterwards. It would have been fantastic, but <laughs> didn't happen, did it? No, it didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, quick word on the referee. I don't know how quick this is going to be for Mick, but I'll start with somebody else first. <laughs> um, it was a game of two halves from the referee. Well, I'll come to you on this one because I think he got the penalty decision right, and I think. A lot of referees could have bottled that in the, in the magnitude of the game. I think it would have been easy to say, oh, I didn't see it. You know, I don't think he did it. But it was a brave call. It was the right call. But in the second half, I thought he just fell into a sort of standard, not marshalling any time-wasting, giving silly free kicks where he didn't need to. I felt like it was a real game of two halves for the referee. Um, to some extent, I agree with that. Um, I think the penalty was a penalty. Um, and... I guess my only criticism of the penalty was um, if, I wish he wouldn't have gave the red card um, because it <laughs> changed the game. Um, but listen, it was the right decision at the end. I think we possibly could have had uh, a penalty at the end of the first half. Um, Definitely. Either mm -hmm. from uh, Rathbone, the tackle on Rathbone mm -hmm. from the keeper or a handball Um you know, when Freddie's mm. flung something at it and definitely second half against Ben Wiles. Um well, for Ben Wiles, sorry. Um, yeah, to be honest, I, I don't buy too much into um, the referee having a bad game second half. I just thought that MK did what any team would do um, when the 2-1 up. They slowed the game down. We didn't really react to it. We were a little bit petulant and gave away some very stupid fouls, a couple of hands in the back that, we didn't yeah. need to. Um, <clears throat> and I think we created our own issues in that respects but there were some iffy decisions but overall I thought the referee had a pretty decent game to be honest maybe Mick disagree <laughs> go on Mick um, I'm trying to think back as, as Will's talking there I, I, I'm trying to think back of uh, to, to that second half and, and any of the any particularly contentious decisions that he made I'm sure there must have been some it did feel I, I, I'm with you Matt it did feel as though you know that it was a game of two halves. He refereed us against Sheffield Wednesday, um, yeah. and coincidentally gave us a penalty in the first half, which wasn't a penalty. Um, and then in the second half, my memory of that game is that he sort of realised probably it weren't a penalty and, and worked and, and, and gave a lot of stuff against us that he wouldn't necessarily have done. Looking back at yesterday, I feel he probably did the same. Um, although it was a penalty and it was a red card, he got that absolutely bang on right. You know, if you take that incident for me in in, in isolation, I thought as a referee, he dealt with that absolutely excellently. Really, really good. It was absolutely positive, straight in there, penalty, clearly a red card. Made you know, it, it was it was it was really good bit of refereeing. Um, so yeah, he did make some mistakes, and, and I'm with Will. That, that foul on Rathbone at the end of the first half by the goalkeeper, how that's not a penalty, is just utterly beyond me. I mean, the ball is 
15 yards away when the goalkeeper makes contact with Rathbone. It's it's out of play, it's not out of place, sorry, it's it's dribbling towards the corner flag. Um, you know, it, it was a definite penalty. I'm I not guess, com- on, I guess ben, the ben, other ben. side of that possibly could be that he's Rathbone's not in control of the, the ball and that's mm, why he's not in play. Yeah. Neither is a goalkeeper mm. though. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 swings and roundabouts. I don't think the foul on Ben Wiles was a penalty. I thought that was a dive, personally. Um, I know I know everybody around me. Yeah, you, you also is. thought when Chio got barged out of play that that weren't a foul at all. I didn't but... think it was, no. I didn't think it was. Um, I, I think I think both... I think there are times... Uh, we, certainly with Chio on that occasion, he had been fouled. He'd been fouled a number of times and they'd not been given. And I think he just tried to buy one that time to see if they were, he was going to get one. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm not going to rant about the ref. Yeah, he had some... He gave a few hours. He gave a few good decisions. He's a League One referee. You know, you you, you know what you're going to get. So um, we've got nobody else to blame apart from ourselves for, for for that defeat yesterday. But but we are now at the beginning of March, and that is only our sixth defeat of the season. Yeah. So <clears throat> listen, you know, after everything, we, you, let's just keep things in perspective here, folks. You know, we're top of the league. Yeah. And if I go to you in August, Matt, you know, come March, you're going to be seven points clear of third with 10 games to play. Would you take it? Yes. How many hands would you snatch off? I would snatch all your hands off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I'm going to counteract that and say, yes, yes, you're absolutely right. You are 100% right. We're seven points clear with 10 games to go. MK Dons play on Tuesday. They play at home to Cheltenham. We should fancy him. So yeah. the chances are that by the time we play again, they will only be four points behind us with the game in hand. Now, with next Saturday, which we'll preview later on, we've got Wickham, which we know how tough that's going to be. So if we don't pick anything up next Saturday or pick a point up, which would be a good result, I think a point away from home, Wickham would be a good result. And MK Dons managed to beat Wigan, which is entirely possible because MK Dons are a brilliant team. We could find ourselves with one or two points off the third place. Which that's all that's a, that's a doomsday prediction, you know that. But but an entirely possible and plausible prediction. Um, this is when, when we lose one game. That's where my mind goes because I'm a Rotherham <laughs> fan. And I know what can happen. Um, I think we'll be fine. But we, I, if we'd have won, we would have definitely one hundred percent been fine. And that's frustration. That's the word, Matt. Though, isn't it? The word is frustration. That's all. You know. It's not panic. It's not. Let's not just start throwing Teddy's eye at court. I, I, I've kept myself off social media. I don't know what it's been like. I assume there'll have been some people calling for somebody. There's, to be there's been some absolute owlers on social media. Mate. Oh, some absolute owlers. I bet there has. There's some right clowns on there, and they're absolute clowns. My favourite one was about us uh, bottling promotion now because we've lost to MK Dons. It's like, oh. I mean. Granted, yes, in the podcast, in the last few episodes, we'll be saying if we beat MK Dons, we're effectively promoted, which, yes, I, I agree, was was probably true. But it's that passive nature of being a Rotherham fan. It's like, yeah, but what if we lose? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, like you say, mate, we've only just moved past the point in the season where we can count the number of league losses on more than one hand. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. since we lost to um, Fleetwood... Please. Yeah. It's been five five losses for the whole season, <clears throat> and only two losses at home. Now it's three. So, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think a lot of fans have pressed the doomsday button of like you know that's it. I can't see us getting 
X amount of wins for the whole season. You know, but I think we need about probably four, maybe five wins from the next ten. And four and a couple of draws will do as well, won't it? Yeah, four and a couple of draws. And, you know, for a team of this quality, that is probably doable. But it's now down to ourselves to not completely stumble and fall flat on our faces, to stumble but keep pick our sends up and keep going. You know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a, sl- not a sprint this season. And now we're into the last probably 200 metres of the race. Are we going to fall flat on our faces or are we going to pick our sends up and, and go again? Um, I think it's the latter, personally, because this team is one of the best Rotherham squads ever assembled in our history in terms of numbers. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, I think what the main thing is the MK result is a reality check. Teams can still beat us this season. We're not going to go, well, we haven't, but we're not going to go the rest of the season unbeaten because teams will want to come and beat us. MK had that desire and they have done. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it, it's just just calm heads needed. Don't get too carried away like the idiot who threw the coin at the linesman. Don't get too carried away about it all. Just keep your heads, keep going, support the team, make a little bit more home atmosphere, if I'm being honest, um, and then just keep going. Easy peasy. Yeah. Can I, can I touch on that, if I may? I thought mm-hmm. the fans yesterday were absolutely dreadful. For a, for well, a, a team... I mean, I'm... I'm sorry that I have to come on a podcast and say this, but we were absolutely silent. And for a game of that magnitude, when, you know, the players, you know, really, really needed the fans, the fans I thought yesterday let them down um, and, and really should have done a lot more than we actually did. We needed to get behind them. They played with fear, as Warney said. Um, I think for me, the side was passing was, was mental. Um, I think mm. we needed... Um, a player to really take the bull by the horns. And for me, there was only really when Ben Wiles that were trying to be creative and look for solutions. Um, but the crowd really have to get behind them. You know, we're football supporters by definition. We need to show that support to the team when they need that. Yeah, 100%. Were nerv- there, were ner- there were nervousness from ever from the player yeah. that, and that, that see- whether it seeped to the fans or seeped from the fans to the player, I don't, I don't know which way around it was, but that's that's what it felt like. Um, I completely agree. It was strange. I was expecting a really good atmosphere. I really was expecting the place to be sort of bouncing a little bit. Um, strange. Straight, very strange. Um, yeah. It does, it's, I wonder if I wonder if it goes back to what we've talked about many times here, you know, about the, the, the way that football supporters in general are nowadays, you know, and, and you know, we sing when we're winning kind of um, approach to, to, to supporting a football club. I don't know. I just, I'll just throw that one out there. I don't know whether it's a, a generational thing or what, but um, you know, it, it does seem that there's there's that there's almost as a Rotherham supporter now. When you look back at our season so far, there's there's there's, a, there's that element of almost justifiable entitlement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when it's not going your way, if you if you're not, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it just, it just it against, against Wigan, I know that Friday, uh, under the lights it always, it's always a different atmosphere, but the Wigan game weren't going our way. And I thought the atmosphere was much, much better. I know they yeah, brought more fans and that does have an impact, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Frustrating, very frustrating, but we're going to move on. Probably, well, we're not going to move on, actually. Um, what we're going to do is have a quick of Manscape, um, and then we're going to bring uh, Dylan in, who's a fan for this week. We'll be seeing you in just a couple of minutes. 
Hello and Happy New Year from us all New York Talk. Uh, there's only foreigners, but Happy New Year. Uh, also, from my Happy New Year for my friends at Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package which also which in that you get a ball toner ball toner and ball deodorant uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls so they they work very well uh, I would highly I highly recommend all of this uh, the lawnmower it comes with a little light uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on so it's very good it comes with a little charging port oh which is also a little holder yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I, I highly recommend it. You highly recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend that somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben highly recommends it. I just I didn't realise that it said still the Happy New Year on that advert. Happy I New just Year. That. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. That's um, a great advert. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, you're with us. Thank you for joining us, Dylan. Thanks for having me on. Um, so as we had with Matt a few weeks ago, we're going to continue bringing the fans on every so often and um, just get you more involved. So thank you for joining us, Dylan. Um, let's start with a question you want to ask us all, another topic of conversation for us today. Yeah, just to talk on, obviously, Freddie taking the knock at, at, on Saturday uh, leaves us with very restricted striker options. Um, personally, I don't see Warney changing formation. Uh, I still see him playing with the two strikers, uh, which does only leave us, but obviously with Will Grigg out, does leave us with uh, Georgie Kelly, our only other option, who I'm not, I'm not too clued up on his fitness levels at the moment, but it's... A bit, a bit of a predicament for us. Uh, obviously, I, I'd, I'd expect Smudge and JJ to start, um, and obviously we don't know how, how long Freddie is out for. But from, from the sounds of it, it's a it's a quad a quad injury, which which could mm. be it could be a short time, it could be a long time. So, sort of, where do we go with the the striker options? Good question. Will mm. you're the fountain of all knowledge. That's a, that's a big, big, that's a big claim, mate. I'm not going that far. Um, shall, I, shall I just leave the room for this point then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Danny can have that title. Um, yeah, I mean, we are a little bit short now, Dil. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, and hopefully, George is up to up to up to speed, and we'll see a lot more of him. I've done uh, my research, and I know that he's a guy that can add a lot of value to our top line. What I would also say is we've got Mikel Miller coming back, who's played up top for Hamilton as well. So, um, although probably not a first choice for us, if we were absolutely desperate, um, there's another option there. And I think, you know, his pace and power in behind uh, could be a, a real weapon for us as well. So, Freddie's a goal scorer at this level um, and it's disappointing to lose him, but we have got players in, uh, in reserve that I think can, can take the flack. I don't know what you guys would add to that. A chill. Chill is always an option. Michael mm -hmm. Fairbanks mentioned yes. here. We may see chill up there 2-2. Uh, we're 2-2 on the right. 
And you mentioned earlier, Danny, Danny Chiu up top, like he does for Ireland. So it's a slightly different role than he does for Ireland. But it's like Danny mentioned, like Will mentions, he's got the same tricks of the trade that Miller has. He just needs that composure. And it, it, it could end up being a good striker. Yeah, possibly. I mean, <clears throat> the way he operates for Ireland, he's just offset from the uh, from the centre forward. Uh, and they actually play in a two. So it'd be after be Chio and maybe JJ, because he's played out wide whilst he were at Carlisle. So that's a potential. Mm. Um, but I think Wednesday really will showcase how do we operate without our main strikers effectively because I think Smith will be rested. Um, so it, it could be a, um, a Kelly and Coyotes up front. But I think the main thing we with Georgie is that he's coming from part-time football in Ireland. I think there are only two or three professional clubs in the top division in, in Ireland. And I think it's Bohemians, Shamrock Rovers and Derry City, I think. Um, so yeah, the, that one, or are they northern? Where, sorry? Dundalk. Uh, that's Northern Ireland's league. But yeah, so he's coming from a, not to knock the league of Ireland, but a lower intensity league in terms of um, running the ball and really keeping up your fitness for, for a game that he plays your job. So he's coming and obviously he's not Miller's fit um, because of his lack of game time from November because their league stopped. But I think we could probably squeak out at least 60 minutes of him against Hartlepool, that's for sure. And then either bring Smith on or play someone else up top, maybe bring one of the young ones in, maybe Gratton, potentially bring him in for a bit. Or even, um, what's the other lad called? Um, Greaves, bring him in as well. Mm. So we do have options, certainly for the car, for the um, for the Hartlepool game. But I think in terms of league football, it'll be Smith and Coyote until Freddie's back, which hopefully will be two weeks. Hopefully. Yeah, I think it probably will be um, JJ and Smithy. Um, I, if I'm honest with you, you know, you know, back in January we looked uh, and Freddie had put in this transfer request, and you know he was going to go, and and I don't think any of us were massively, with the exception of Donna, I don't think any of us were massively disappointed about it. You know, well, you know, because we felt I, I felt well, maybe I'm just I'm just speaking for myself. I felt that we, we we were in a position to be able to replace him with JJ. I think can do the same job, possibly even better in terms of his pace, in terms of his work rate. His finishing obviously is up for debate at the moment. We've not had the opportunity to see, you know, how good he is at that. We brought Georgie Kelly in, and 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 I'm I'm with Danny. I think he's he's more than capable. Surely now. Of, of giving us 60 minutes or so. Interestingly, he's not been on the bench at all mm. um, for, for for the last few games. So I'm not really sure what um, what the situation is there, whether he's picked up an injury and illness or whether he's just... That's how the cards have fallen. Um, but then Freddie came back and obviously started playing really well and, and scoring the goals. But, but you know, we, we've seen it time and time with Freddie. You know, he, go, he does go in those phases, doesn't he? You know? And he's come back. He's banged a few in, and now he's starting to miss a few easy one, easy opportunities. And then he drops off. Then he comes back, works hard, gets his goals, starts missing a few, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? So maybe this is not a bad time for Freddie to pick up that injury from a Rotherham United point of view, not yeah. from a Freddie Ladapo point of view. Clearly, um, and and yeah, JGL come in. And I think we'll see some more of Georgie Kelly. Um, I'm not worried particularly about it because we've got gold elsewhere as well. 
as you've said, Mikel Miller's coming back. Chio can play up there. You know, it, it's not a massive issue in my view. Um, it just gets, opens up another opportunity for uh, for other players. So mm. it just feels a bit panicky when in January in January we had five strikers. Now we're down to three. Um, yeah, but that's injuries, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's football season, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, we've we got so lucky up to that point where we've not had any long-term injuries. And it was always going to happen. You know, we were always going to get players dropping out for periods of time through injury. It's, it's just inevitable. You know, you're not going to go through a full season without it. So, yeah, But we've got players coming back, as you said. So I'm not too worried about it personally, but then I'm not manager. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, before we move on, Dylan, do you want to give us your brief thoughts on yesterday, the frustration um, and performance overall? We may have lost Dylan. Oh, Dylan's gone. We've lost Dylan. We'll get him back. Oh, no. <laughs> Quite questioning a dip there from Dylan. <laughs> I'll try and get Dylan back. Uh, I'll if he comes back in, I will, I'll bring Dylan back in. Uh, right, let's move on. That's that's 50 minutes, 52 minutes whinging, and I do feel a bit better having talked it out. Uh, it feels a bit, <laughs> a bit like therapy, Matt. Is that, is it is. It's, do you know when I first started doing this? One of the reasons I started doing this podcast is because I get in, this, get in my own head and it bothers me for days at times. I fall and stuff. It's, you know, a bit of therapy. It does make me feel better when we talk about it, to be honest with you. So thank you, everybody. Thank you all. No, no, I think the real reason is that your missus was sick of you moping on the settee. It's like, what's up with your Matt that? football? <laughs> <laughs> there is that. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Um, now on to our first chance of Wembley visit for four years. We go to Vic the Victoria Ground on Wednesday night. Why it's on a Wednesday night is frustrating, but that's another topic for the EFL to deal with. Um, we did ref chat last week. I'll recap for anybody that wasn't listening. Bobby Madley over the referee on Wednesday night. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> um, to, well, I I'm not going to say it. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> anyone who knows Bobby Mantley, you know. But anyway, <laughs> I won't repeat it. Uh, Dylan's back. You're with us, um, Dylan. I'm back. A, a technical, a technical fault on my end. There. So we're looking ahead to Wednesday. How are you feeling, Dylan, for Wednesday? I'm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure how I feel. What, are you excited? All right. What are you feeling about it? I've I've got I've got mixed feelings. You know, it's 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 a pizza cup game, but you know, I've I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about people just saying drop drop the cup completely and and focus on the league, which I think's a, a ridiculous shout. Um, in the, at the end of the day, it's only an extra two games, uh, an extra two games that Wigan will be looking to 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 play anyway. Um, and you know, midweek games where other teams have midweek games as well. So I think definitely keep on with the cup. Um, it's a game that we can win, um, even with with the sides that we've been putting out, putting out in the cup. So we look to it maybe just to win the game and get to the final. I think the fans definitely, the players deserve that trip to Wembley um, with the, with the football we've been playing this season and and the class that we've been. Uh, the players definitely deserve to to lift a trophy at the end of the season, um, albeit. The, the pizza trophy but you know it's it's silverware at the end of the day so I think I think we we've just gotta we've got to go for it for any as any other game um you know and and, and try and win the thing mm. yeah no I do agree uh I, I 
Saturday's killed me a bit, a little bit. I, I, I was on the fence a little bit with Pete Stewart anyway, and I just can't. I, I couldn't see past yesterday. That was that. That was our, that was almost our cup final, um, and I can't. See, I'm sure Wednesday morning I'll be well up for it. I'll, I'll be really excited for it. But I'm just uh, Saturday's killed my enthusiasm, Mick. Where's where are you on on that scale? I'm still where I've always been. I, I, I'm torn. I've been in a bit of a conversation prior to the podcast actually with Ian. Ian Bradley, who I've noticed, who was in the comments, and 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 Ian is dead set against this competition. He's absolutely. I mean, he's just. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't explain to you how against this competition he is, and I get it. I fully get it. You know, I, I, all these issues with the Premier League B teams and all this nonsense. I, I, I really genuinely do get get why people don't like it. It's it's just it's just outrageous that side of it, but I'm not as principled as Ian, and I see the fact that if we win this competition, there could be I don't know somewhere. I, I I'm I'm hearing rumours of somewhere in the region of a million pounds coming our way in prize money. Um, so at that point, my principles are out the window, because if my club is going to get a million quid. You know, to, to well, hey, listen, I'm, 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 I'll nail my course at mass, mate. You know, you can buy me, it's not a problem. <laughs> you, could, you know, you can buy my enthusiasm for a competition if you're going to give my club a million pounds. How much would it cost for you to go on a Wednesday podcast and do it seriously? On a what? On a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, so you could ask if, if you. If you're open to be paid, if a Wednesday podcast wanted to come and have you, how much would that cost? Oh, I, I don't know. It, it's, it, they won't be able to afford it. They're not going to be able to afford to get anybody on the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyway, I, the, what were question? Uh, what do I think about Wednesday? Or, or, or this coming Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 don't, yeah. don't, mate. You'll trigger them on, tri- on Twitter again. I had that misfortune <laughs> the other day by pointing out how close our form was and how we're unbeaten and the only game they've lost was against us. And they parked up in the comments. Like, lad, they didn't even tag you in it. Like, why are you here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, listen, I hope we win. It'll be great. It'll be good to it. It'll be good to to get that money into club. You know, I'm not interested in the in the competition, frankly, um, but. Uh, a Wembley win and and a, and a big prize fund would be great for us. It'd be great for the club. It'd be great for it'd be great for Tony Stewart to to bolster coffers so he don't have to. And put another trophy cabinet as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Danny and Will, I think you two will both be there. Um, and only I think there's only seven hundred tickets they've given us, something like that. It's not a lot of tickets they've sold sold us. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but we've sold them out. So that's all that matters. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I've had some good days at Hartlepool before. Going back to the '99 promotion uh, with Guy Branston and Ridley or Fortune West with the goals. Potentially, Danny, another great night up in Hartlepool. Not, not many people can set up. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the only, the only thing that's probably done myself in and a few away fans in is that we've gone from one end of the country to the other in the space of a fortnight. <laughs> you know, we've we've done Plymouth, the quick stop off in Shrewsbury, and now we're up north at Hartlepool. Um, and I think Hartlepool's nickname's the Monkey Hang, isn't it? It is, yes. You know the, yeah. you know the story behind that, don't you? Yeah, they, they hung a monkey for being a German spy, which is like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, it, it, should, it should be a good game. It's probably our highest attendance in the Pizza Cup, all competition. Hmm. Uh, I think the highest one was Cambridge, 
in the quarterfinal. I think it only yeah, just about two thousand. Now we've got seven odd thousand at the Victoria Grounds, but that's what you get when you're playing top of League One, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it should, be, it should be a good game. Nice to see a few other faces that we haven't seen much of this season. Um, and I'm more looking forward to having a drink in town before getting on the bus and all on a stick like, yes, yes, Saturday, yeah, blow away up cobwebs from Saturday, off we go again, easy, yeah, absolutely. Dylan, will you, Dylan, will you be going? Uh, I'm not going now. The joys of watching on Sky, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the watch along, or the watch along, yeah, exactly. The what we're doing, a watch along, yeah, exactly. the what? We're doing a watch along, you and you, mate. Are we? All right, okay. probably, yes, we are, yes. Oh, <laughs> Uh, the last two meetings between Rotherham and Hartlepool have both been in the Football League Trophy uh, in 2006-2013. Um, this will be our fifth meeting overall in the competition. Sorry. Uh, we've won three out of four so far, which is not which is all right. Um, we'll talk about, talk, tell me about your excitement levels, but then also how do you think we'll set up as well? What, what line-up do you expect to see? Ooh. I mean, the second part of that question is difficult to answer, to be honest. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Um, but in terms of the excitement levels, it's another, it's a great opportunity for some silverware, isn't it? I know it divides opinions. I don't agree with the politics behind um, the, the trophy. And I think at times being in the trophy this season has hampered us from a fitness point of view, um, but also probably helped us from a momentum point of view as well. Um, in some respects, um, good chance for players to to go to Wembley that haven't been before. Always a great day uh, when Millers go down to uh, go down to Wembley, um, and hopefully we can fetch back some uh, some trophy if we uh, if we get there. It's it's a difficult one, um, you know. On the night, it's two teams that are both going to fancy it. Um, you know, Wembley is is the ultimate. Um, ultimate goal as a player, isn't it? So it gives you probably an extra five or ten percent. But I, I've no idea what to expect. All I know is, you know, I'm going to be heading there um, with seven hundred Rotherham fans, expectant, hopefully um, that we can get to Wembley and uh, have another great day there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully we can get there. Um, yeah, nice sunny day in April. Then on a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon will be will be lovely. Um, but yeah, we talked mentioned there about what I think Dylan it's basically darts at a wall almost picking this team. We know we're going to see some changes, quite probably quite a lot of changes. You'd expect probably to see Bowler in there, you'd expect probably a Duffin will, will start in the midfield. Vic, Victor will come in in goal. Um, other than that, it's really difficult to pick the rest of the team or, or to know what Warner will pick as the rest of the team, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. I think yeah, definitely. I've 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 enjoyed watching a Dolphin play uh, when he's played this season, and I think like like you said earlier, Bola uh, when he came on um, on or yesterday, I thought he was the the spark that was missing from the second half. Um, apart from that, maybe a Georgie Kelly appearance. Uh, hopefully, a Georgie Kelly uh, appearance and a, a, a Victor a Victor appearance as well. I think. They, they share the, the keepers do share a, a good relationship from what from a fan's mm. perspective uh, so it'd be nice to see Victor back in the team as well and um mm. yeah just get some game time but as, as far as the the, the full team I, 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 I couldn't even hazard a guess with uh, with what <laughs> Warney's trying to 
you know, if he's resting players or if he's, you know, if he's going for this full on. Uh, I don't expect a, a, a full strength 11. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely a few changes. Yeah. Danny, you've shown us your pad, so I assume you've got, <laughs> you've got a lineup prediction for us. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think us sticking with 3 5 2 will probably upset Hartlepool because they've more or less played a 4 3 3 for the majority of their games, and it's done them all right. The 12th in League Two, um, maybe mounting a late playoff push, 12 points off it at the minute. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But I think Hartlepool will be the same as us, they'll go all change as well, maybe keep one or two. Major first teamers in like May the Featherstone, maybe Boggle. That'd be an interesting one because we were after mm. him for a little bit. Um, and then probably change their keeper and have uh Killip on the bench. But anyway, uh, for us, like we say, probably Johansson will come in. Um, because now that Vickers is starting in the league, Johansson's made the Pizza Trophy his main outlet and he's done very well in it, to be honest. Um, maybe Wood will come in for a little bit of experience at the I was back. Thinking that. But do, but do you want to play him on Wednesday night when we've got to go all the way to Wickham on Saturday? Yeah, that's that's I the mean, thing. That's the thing. But you know, if you've got Angus and Reggie the side of him, maybe Icky in the middle. But I think Icky probably needs a rest. He does need a rest. Yeah, that's what. So I think Wood might just be de facto potentially anyway. Uh, bring a Dolphin in for for Barlas, uh, Aussie on the right, Bowler or Miller, depending who's fitter. On the left, Wiles, Lindsay, then Kelly and KO up front. That's mine that I've gone for. Yeah. Uh, Ian Bradley says, so Victor, he says, Ian Bradley in the comments says, Angus, Victor, Angus, Hull, Matter, who's three, uh, Adolphin, Lindsay, Wiles, Bowler on left, Tutor on right, Kelly and JJ. Jake Hull's on loan at Hartley. Hartley Pool. Yeah. Hull <laughs> might be playing, but he won't, I, don't, I don't think we're playing for us. Um, so. But yeah, it's, it, the defence is the question, really, I suppose. Midfield mm. doesn't pick itself, but it's easier to change things up. Um, there's defensive question because can Matic from play Saturday? Do you want to play Matic on a Wednesday? Shortish times between games. And the same uh, question with Wood as well. Same question with Wood. Yeah, exactly. Um, not ideal having to trek all the way up to Hartlepool on a Wednesday night to then our trek all the way down to Wickham on a Saturday when we could have played on Tuesday. Um, that's really frustrating from Sky. So it's Sky's choice. Uh, but what do we know? Um, let's go through some predictions. Uh, Mick has left us. I'll get one prediction from him later on. Danny, predictions for Wednesday night. Um, well, I mean, the women's reserves have just won their semi-final 4-1, so why not? <laughs> I like your style. You think we'll concede away from home? Are you crazy? <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, we have conceded a fair bit in the EFL Trophy, especially That's after true. the group stage, but I don't know. 4-1, I like it. Dylan, you get, you, if you get this right, you can win a street sign, a New York oh, wow. street sign from Donna London. I'll go with 3-0 and a, a doffing strike from 40 yards. There we go. He's due a goal. And he yeah. likes one at Papa John's, doesn't he? Oh, he loves it. Uh, Will? Oozing confidence. I can't compete with that. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter uh, with it just being one game away from Wembley. I'll go 2-1 Millers. Cool. I like it. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one again, like it was Cambridge, and a penalty shootout win. Oh, Matt, no, I can't cope with another penalty shootout. My heart won't take it. I've seen all three of them this season, and every time I'm on the floor when it comes to the last penalty. <laughs> uh, Jamie, it's with me. Jamie in the comments, draw, win on penalties. There we go. 
No, no, my blood pressure is bad enough as it is. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no extra time, which is good. Uh, that's something we certainly didn't need is extra time. Thankfully, we ain't got that like there was in the FA Cup. Uh, Steve Grundy thinks 2-0. Cal Riggs has gone big 5-0. On tip top, says 2-0 as well. Um, this is the first semi-final we've had uh, semi-final of the competition 2008-2009, which was an area final at the time. Um, so... We want to doubt Wembley. You know, if we lose on if like one of those games, if we lose on Wednesday, we'll all be a bit disappointed, but we'll not be upset like we are at MK Don's game. But if we win, it'll sort of lift the mood, I think, a little bit. Um, there we go. There we go. I think we're done. Thank you all who have watched, got involved. If you liked the video, like the subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and if you listen to the audio, make sure you subscribe on Apple Apple Tunes, Apple Music, <laughs> or iTunes, whatever. Whenever you get it from, I don't think anyway, Spotify. All the stuff, you know where we are. If you aren't going on Wednesday and you're watching on Sky, or even if you're not watching on Sky, turn the volume down. Join us on join us on here. Me and Mick will be doing a watch along, um, which will be we'll try and make it fun. <laughs> I don't know if it will be. Uh hopefully it'll be better than Sky though. Um, um it's been brilliant. Thank you much, Danny. Pleasure to have you with us as always. Yep, no worries. And just before we sign off, just want to give a shout out to her game two that was at the grounds. On right. Saturday, uh, I saw Jamie Noble and apologies, I can't remember the last's names going round with the special edition Rotherham women's shirt, which is what they're going to wear now with her game two on the front of it. Uh, so that was great to see. Um, we had a lot of support at the grounds for that as well, uh, with all the lasses there because they paid for the I think it was White Earl girls under 14s, they got free tickets as well. Um, so yeah, it's great to see the club supporting something like that. So fair play to the, the Millers on that one. Yeah, it was that was brilliant to see. Uh, Will, pleasure to have you with us as always, and we'll see you again very, very soon, hopefully. Thank you very much. Yeah, good to talk, Millers. And Dylan, thank you for coming on for your debut episode, and again, we'll hope to have you on again soon as well. Thank you very much, and I uh, hope to see you all at Wembley at some point in, uh, in yes. April. Yeah, yes. boy. Uh, thank you, guys, and we'll see you all next time. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>